what they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. Joining me as always, he definitely didn't celebrate 420 like you did, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, it is episode 420, right after 420. How simpatico is that? That's amazing. And, and especially with both of us that don't smoke anything. I'm, I was going to guess. I was going to say you also fail to celebrate 420 like many of our listeners right now. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even celebrate it the way I wanted to celebrate it. And we'll get into that in a second. But I got a story that I need to hear. All right, we'll get there. Before we get there, Eddie... Follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can follow me at Nonstop MMA. Eddie, it's great to see you. I know where you're going with this. You've been asking me. The You've people been have waited me. too long. You have asked me, do yes. you have eggs? And Eddie, the Tell answer is a resounding yes. <sighs> it was an Easter miracle. And I actually forgot to tell you this last week because we what? had eggs last week. I even took a picture to send what? to you uh, of the meal that we had. So we had uh, of a- eggs. They, we, we got eggs like two days after Easter. We started trickling out with little egg after little egg after little egg. Let me tell you, today, Eddie, of our six chickens, I had five eggs today all in the nesting box, which that's a win in itself because sometimes they just <laughs> lay them on the ground. Sometimes they just lay them in the dirt. Uh, but they were all in the nesting box. So job well done by the chickens. Now, some of the chickens... They all, you know, three of them should lay every day. And then every the other day. three, yeah, every day. And wow. then the other three should that lay rooster's busy. about, there is no rooster. Again, that's not how this works. Uh, they're only, there's, these are only hens. Uh, we don't even have a rooster. And so, uh, so we have about 42 eggs a week. That's the, uh, that's the plan. 42. No, maybe, maybe a little less. Maybe like 30, maybe about 32, I think is the, is the actual, the actual number. How many of these eggs do you plan on eating every week? Well, you know, we had, uh, we had omelets. I made omelets for the family on uh, this Sunday. So we all had, we used about uh, uh, 10 eggs for that. Uh, we, had, uh, we had eggs, this, actually, the, the week before. We're probably going to hard boil some eggs. We're gonna, we have some friends who have a garden. I think we're going to trade eggs for vegetables. It sounds like a great deal to me as the price of vegetables go up. So, uh, and Eddie, you already told me that you don't like eggs. So right. I'm, I'm not giving you anything. That's okay. What I really want is some cascarones, which you probably don't know much about, but that was an Easter thing, and I didn't get any. And Are those like that, eggs that have uh, um, like feti- the confetti. Uh, confetti eggs? Yes. Those are the worst. Those are the best. Those are, those are no longer allowed at our house. Because no I'm not cleaning it up. Eddie, if I came to your house and I was throwing confetti eggs inside your house right here, you would also ban confetti eggs in the future. Oh, you don't do it inside. You do it outside. If I did it in, right by your car, I, I know that you don't mow your own grass and you don't have a yard no, where you I have don't. to clean up. But if you had exactly. to clean up your own yard, I would throw it there. And then you would say, you know what? These are terrible. No, you, more. Know, you just break out the blower and you blow it down the street. It's yeah. fine. That's not, that's not how this works, <laughs> uh, Eddie. So, yeah, no more, no more confetti eggs over here. Jordan, I have had the best NFL day. Okay, a little bit behind the scenes. We're recording this on Monday night and the witch is dead Aaron Rodgers is out of Green Bay. All my Bears fans are dancing in the street. 
Oh, my God. Let the joyous news be spread. The wicked old witch at last is dead. I think that was fitting. I think that was fitting right there, Eddie. The wicked Ding witch dong, is gone. Ding dong, wicked witch. Aaron Rodgers, son of a... Eddie, now watch your mouth. You don't get to say that. Uh, we've, we've got kids listening. But let me tell you, your, your loss, your joy, is also my joy. And you would wonder, Jordan, why is that your joy? You are yeah, why is a Jets fan. You are a Zach Wilson fan. Uh, no, you're not a Jets fan. You're a Zach fan. With Aaron Rodgers yeah. going to the Jets, that means that Zach Wilson will not, be, uh, will not be the starting quarterback. Well, first off, let me tell you, he probably wasn't going to be the starting quarterback anyways. Okay, It's probably, big, probably good for him. So this is actually the best case scenario because, first off, Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, they already like each other. This is not like a Jordan Love situation where he doesn't like Jordan Love. He actually likes Zach Wilson already. They have a relationship. And the best case scenario for Zach Wilson is learn, maybe not learn everything from Aaron Rodgers, but learn some things from Aaron Rodgers, right? You don't have to go, you don't go to like a dark room for four days. Uh, you know, don't, uh, you don't need to go to the woods and yeah, uh, you know, ayahuasca. Don't need to do ayahuasca. But I think there's a great things that he could learn how to be a quarterback. And I think this will be only good for Zach Wilson if he takes it in that way and actually gives him another chance to progress in this league. Because as of right now, I think most people are out on him. Most most GMs are out on him. So this is a chance for rebranding for Zach Wilson. Humble yourself, learn, take responsibility, learn football from you know the wise sage, your Yoda-like figure in that gangrene uh, <laughs> Yoda right there, Aaron Rodgers. But uh, even more interestingly, you know, considering the people that they both dated, the New York tabloids are going to enjoy those guys together. Man, those guys, those guys are going to be going on cougar hunts all the time. <laughs> I'm talking about BYU. Yeah, I was, try, I was BYU trying cougars. not to say it. Yeah, BYU I was cougars. trying not to say it. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you, Jordan. So Listen, but uh, before we get into it, I also had a great time this past week at Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Man, uh, I saw so many comedians. I mean, there were people from SNL. Devin Walker, apparently. I didn't even realize he's from Austin. Who? Um, Devin, Devin Walker, Walker yep. from SNL. Yeah. Uh, Molly Kearney, Michael Longfellow. I didn't get to see uh, Sarah Sherman. I had to make a, a judgment call on the Punky Johnson show on Saturday night after I saw Preacher Lawson. But I saw, uh, oh, SNL writer Nimesh Patel. That dude is awesome. He's going to be one of my new favorites. Uh, this other guy, John Marco Soresi. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, Saturday I had to make a judgment call. Um, but though, Thursday, though, stupid uh, hailstorm and flash floods. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was no way I was leaving. But I missed a couple good shows then, too. And I was going to see a lot of people. Uh, so that was upsetting. But yeah, um, Saturday night, though, I went to see Preacher Lawson at the Stateside Theater, who I, I apparently thought was Tone Bell. And that's, uh, that's embarrassing. But then I had to make a judgment call because I thought the Tank Garcia-Ryan Davis fight was going to start around 11. Did you just say, Cakes? I, I want to I make sure everybody knows what Eddie just said because I actually said this on my own earlier. Tank Garcia and Devin Ryan and Ryan Davis. That's what you just said. What, what, what are you saying? You are said you, Tank you're not, Garcia. Those people. You said Tank Garcia and Ryan Davis. That's the, that's the fight that we saw? Did I say that? You did. You did say that. Yeah, and usually I, usually I just tone you out. But then when I, I heard that, and that, made, that brought me back in right there. Oh, we're sure this is, well, this is the 420 show. Oh, my gosh. That was great. So who knows? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had read that the. Uh, Tank Davis Dave, versus Ryan Davis Garcia. Garcia. Yes. Davis versus Garcia. 
the ring walks were supposed to start around 11 central. So I was trying to time out leaving uh, Punky Johnson's show to get to a bar or home by 11. But after the preacher Lawson, I had to make a judgment call and just like just decided to go home just in case. And it was a good thing because they started about 45 minutes earlier than uh, we thought. Yeah, so th- I remember uh, that they so did. The, the fight was an earlier fight, so uh, the, yeah. definitely we knew well, that. Well, the was main event early. ended in the first round. Yeah. So yeah, but man, it was fun to watch because Garcia, being the bigger, taller guy, you'd think he would try to stay at range, but he kind of tried to bully Davis. And first round, not much happened, but the second round, he really got in Davis's face. And I think Davis landed like four punches that whole round, but that one that landed square on the nose, just a perfect hook, dropped Garcia for like the second time in his career in like 24 fights. Uh, and it changed the whole um, the whole perception of the fight. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it, so obviously we know now. So Tank Davis, there was a, he, uh, he knocks out or he finishes, stops Ryan Garcia in the seventh round, body shots, it's interesting, right? So Tank Davis, uh, he lands his body shot. Ryan Garcia goes down, pops up kind of right at the 10 count and, and is done, though. Um, can't get up, gets up after the 10 count. Uh, it's been a lot. I mean, obviously, I haven't. You you tried to slap me one time, and that's obviously not the same as a Tank Davis. Uh, <laughs> not the same as a no. Tank Davis uh, body shot. But do you think that maybe, uh, I mean, did he quit a little bit? No, dude. Listen, the closest I can come to it, because I don't fight, but when I played football in high school, there were a couple times I fell on the ball when I was running. And the way that just knocks the wind out of you and shuts your body down, that's the closest thing I can experience. I've experienced to that, uh, those kind of liver shots. And no, y- you cannot do anything until your body just agrees. And I thought he was going to be able to get up around eight or nine, but I completely understand and anyone that says he's a quitter has never been hit like that. And they, they literally called him Tank Davis for a reason. They literally call him the Mike Tyson of the smaller divisions. The dude hits like a ton of bricks. Well, and I, I want you to know that I have never been hit by that. So, so I, I, I get to say things, and I can say uh, that I've never been hit that way. So I don't really Can know. we get your wife to do it on video? Ooh, no thank you. Come on, man. I don't like that at all. If whichever arm she used to hold the babies the most, that one's probably got the best shoulder. Do it for the content, Jordan. So you think about Tank Davis, uh, you know, what did you have this? I mean, a lot of people were talking about the rehydration clause going into this. Did you have an issue with the the rehydration clause? Did you not like that? I don't care. Look, if you're going to fight a smaller guy and you know you're kind of coming down to face someone, then you you do the best you can to make it fair. Okay. And it's not like Tank Davis is all of a sudden going to go up, you know, uh, like that. It's 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 what happens. You're gonna come down. You cut weight. It's the same reason. Um, uh, what's his face couldn't uh, do anything at flyweight in the UFC. T.J. Dillashaw. Yep. Same reason he had such a horrible outing. Like you're coming down. You face the consequence. And he was he was doing fine up until you know he wasn't. Up until you get punched so, in the mouth. Yeah, and you know it's not like that was the only body shot that Tank Davis hit or landed. He was working the body that whole time. And a couple of times it looked like he was going for takedowns just because I don't think he was ready for the way that Garcia was bullying him and kind of pressuring him. So he kind of panicked a little bit and held on <laughs> way too much. But, yeah, it was a fun fight to watch. And it ended exactly where Davis said it would, knowing he was just guessing. And the people always saying that, oh, it was rigged. Shut up. Or let Jordan's wife punch you in the stomach. 
Yeah, no. What? So what happens next, right? Take Davis, Ryan Garcia. Like, obviously, Ryan Garcia says he's going to go up to 140 pounds. Who should Tank fight next? Oh, my God. I'd like to see, like, uh, someone like Shakur Stevenson. That'd be a good one. I'm not going to try and play uh, boxing matchmaker because I'm not as well-versed. But I got to say this. They kept they were making a big deal out of it, Jim Lampley, after the uh, fight was over and the interviews. Like, you think you're the face of boxing now? No, he's not the face of boxing. There are two faces of boxing. That's Tyson Fury and Canelo Alvarez, okay? And until someone um, makes a bigger splash than those two, they're the face of boxing. All right, let's, so let's stop trying to force things, all right? Tank Davis is definitely on his way up, higher and higher on the pound-for-pound pound list, but let's stop being stupid and just try to make things happen. All right. Well, let's get into it, Eddie. There's UFC on ESPN 44. Sergey Pavlovich, who was, uh, you know, he's a, he's a gambler, man. That's Kenny Rogers out there. He is the gambler. He was out there running slots on, uh, on Saturday afternoon. Later on, talk he, about cool as a cucumber. he goes to the apex and, uh, and just runs through Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades is going to be kicking himself because he only went for one takedown, but he pieced him up, you know, on the, on the jab just over and over again. It's so many times you see these wrestlers who are so much better at one thing fall in love with a glorious knockout. And forget that they can wrestle. Curtis Blades didn't go for a takedown until Pavlovich started piecing him up. And by then, it was too late. It was half-assed takedown. He didn't drive his feet. He didn't pull through. Uh, it was just weak. I, you could have stopped this takedown, okay? Because he fell in love with his hands and forgot that he's so much better at this one thing. And he tried to match Pavlovich in the one thing that he's so much better at than everyone else. Like, dude, you've, you're like 15 years behind his development as a boxer. He's probably 15 years behind your development as a wrestler. Pick the one you're going to win at. Drives me nuts. Yeah. So Pavlovich is now, he's, he lost his, um, his first fight in the UFC. His UFC debut, it was a first-round loss to Alistair Overeem. That was back in okay. November 2018. Since that, that's his only defeat in his career. Since then, he, uh, he has been on a six-fight, uh, six-first-round TKO or KO streak. And those wins include uh, Curtis Blades, Tai Tuovasa, Derek Lewis. So, so some, some really good wins. And guys that have fought for titles before uh, in, in Derek Lewis, right? Uh, Tai Tuovasa, who was in a title eliminator uh, with Cyril Gaon. And, and then, you know, Curtis Blades, who's kind of always been up there, always been the, uh, you know, the, the bridesmaid, never the bride. But yeah, kind no, of the gatekeeper but now. First round wins. I told you this last week. If John Jones gets past Stipe Miocic, I am not sure he is super excited about fighting Sergey Pavlovich because it's a tough guy with no name value. Well, let me tell you one thing about John Jones. He's usually smarter than most other fighters. So he's going to he walk away see. and he'll just leave? <laughs> no, he will see KO, TKO, 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 KO, TKO on this guy's record and say, maybe I should wrestle. Yeah, it, it's just it's, like just like Cyril Gaon was a great experienced kickboxer. John Jones took him down. Fight was over like that. I'm more of a, is it a, is he just, was it worth my time? Does he get up for that? You know, John Jones has to get up for fights, has to get excited for fights. I mean, you, you think the guy hasn't fought for, uh, you know, he didn't fight for three years and then he fought Cyril Gaon. He's next going to fight Stipe Miocic and, and that fight isn't even booked yet. We thought that was going to happen in July. And he said, you know, he, he only has a limited number of fights left. You would think that, you know, Francis is someone he'd want to fight. Uh, you know, Tom Aspinall, who hasn't fought since his injury, right? 
I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I bet you Francis is, is back in the UFC uh, in 2024. That, that would be my prediction Ooh. Ooh. that Francis comes okay. back next year. Um, you know, he, he's going to, he could make a payday outside, but he'll, he'll, he'll say, you know what? I, remember that time I asked for uh, uh, health insurance for everybody. I'm good. I just need to just take care of me. <laughs> and, uh, and so we'll see, but it, it's definitely going to be interesting. Well, I would bargain to say that Pavlovich is at least as big a name as Aspinall, maybe not in London, but I'd say he's at least as big a name because Aspinall isn't that big a name in the first place. And I think just watching any tape on Pavlovich will get John Jones uh, into the right mindset. Yeah. I- knocking out Ty Tuivasa in 54 seconds, knocking out Derek Lewis in 55 seconds. Come on, you just watch that and you're going to be on your game. I think, uh, I think you're, you're misrepresenting uh, that Sergey Pavlovich, no one cares about him. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. Nobody cares about the fact that Sergey Pavlovich was sitting at a slot machine the day of. I mean, I'm surprised someone found. I mean, the only way, the only reason someone realized it was him was because he had UFC shorts on. They saw his UFC shorts on. They're like, oh, that must be Sergey Pavlovich. Nobody knows I who he is. Was, I thought it was another fighter's video. I don't know. I'm not sure. No. But I'm not talking about the fans. I'm just talking about John Jones and his team and the way that will get him focused. Is just watching tape on the guy. Yeah, but John Jones doesn't and, care. That's the thing. Like you, you think that John Jones thinks about like he thinks about legacy. This beating Sergey Pavlovich doesn't increase his legacy. Fighting dude, Francis Ngannou joins his legacy. If he beats Stipe, Sergey, and then one more person, he ties Stipe as the greatest heavyweight champion ever. Okay, with three straight title defenses. That's all he's got to do. He's got to, he's got to get the four defenses, and he's the greatest heavyweight champion ever. So that's probably what motivates him. And he's what signed an eight-fight contra- eight uh, contract? That, that doesn't matter. Uh, that's a bold statement, Cotton. Very bold there. So uh, name that movie. Uh, that is... Um, dodgeball. If you were going to say dodgeball, uh, you're correct. Yes. All right. So uh, bold move there, Cotton. All right, let's talk Bobby yes. Green versus Jared Gordon. That ended up you in a King? no contest after uh, an accident. Yes, King. Is it just King? Is it King Green or just King Straight? King Green is the lead singer of the band Red Gold Green, so I don't think he can take that. Okay, well, then he can't. So just King versus Jared Gordon. It ended up in a, a no contest after an accidental clash of heads. Uh, it led to Jared Gordon being finished immediately uh, when the ref pulled him off. They, they went back, they looked at it, and they declared. This is what should have happened in the, uh, in the Action Jacks, in the Action Curtis, uh, um, Chris Curtis fight against Kelvin Gaslam a couple weeks ago where they had a clash of heads that knocked out, uh, you know, uh, Chris Curtis, essentially, he woke back up on the ground, and then he uh, he was able to come back up. But, you know, it, it's interesting, like, you know, the way that this happened, this was a direct result. Now, I heard Bobby Green on, on Monday talking about how mad he was, and people were saying, like, oh, you're a cheater, you're dirty. First off, oh, good Lord. No, he's not dirty. And and, and it's not, it just sucks. It's just, it's I, just kind I, of a crappy situation. It is, and sometimes I just want to burn down Twitter because every idiot gets to have one, and it shouldn't be that way. Burn it down. Oh, wait. Sorry. I mean, Elon's already trying. But really, the fact that everyone gets to have a say. I mean, they give you one. the way the world should be. Yeah. Yeah. And half the time, I don't don't even bother with it because I'm like, who cares what I have to say? And five minutes later, I don't care what I have to say either. True. The fact that these troglodytes get to write it down and then just actually, you know, get it in front of the other person that they're talking about. It's it's, it's ridiculous. I hate the world. Um, But, yeah, it was an accident. Things happen. Hopefully, the UFC gets them uh, gets them both their uh, their extra money, but I'd be surprised. Yeah, um, but hopefully, they just book it again for, uh, real soon. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that would be the best idea. Did you see uh, Paul Felder? He kind of went off a little bit. He was uh, He's a training partner of Jared Gordon. He was a little emotional during that. Yeah, maybe sometimes these guys should uh, step away when their training partners are fighting. Yeah. Like just get off the mic for a little bit and just watch it as a fan. Yeah. Uh, Bruno Silva defeated uh, Brad Tavares via first-round TKO. Tavares thought it was a little bit quick uh, of a stoppage. Kind of protested uh, a disagree. little bit. I disagree. I disagree as well. <laughs> Uh, he's actually, Bruno Silva actually gave Alex Pajeda a challenge a few fights ago, went a, uh, a decision with him. Then he lost his next fight to Gerald Mearshart. But uh, he's, he's a guy. He's a guy that's out there in the division. Uh, Kamar Usman's brother and former tough winner, uh, Mohamed Usman, Mo Usman, he defeated Junior Taffa uh, via decision. Oh, yeah. Anything else, Eddie, that uh, you wanted to just mention? Um, oh, Ronnie Yaya. He had such, a, such high hopes for him way back, but... He got finished in the first round here on the prelims. That's, that's kind of a tough one to watch there. Yeah. No, I mean, he's been fighting for so long. I mean, remember when he fought, uh, gosh, he, he, I remember watching Ronnie Yaya fight um, Chad Mendez at my parents' house. And that was before they moved to, to Utah. So, I mean, you're like 2013, 2014. So it's been a while. Ooh, that's the first Chad Mendez mention of the night. There'll yeah, be more later. I cannot Stay wait. Tuned. All right, so let's yeah. talk. Uh, let's jump over to Bellator 294 and 295. Two nights of fights. It's twice as nice. I uh, wish it was just one, though. Uh, Liz Carmouche defeated a very unprofessional uh, Deanna Bennett, who just didn't even like try. Didn't even try to make weight out there. Uh, Liz Carmouche, I think she came in like She's five too busy giving away. goofy interviews. Did you see her interviews? No, I didn't. I don't watch that. Listen, one of them your wife would divorce you just for listening to. Okay. Okay. I didn't watch it. I mean, yeah, don't, don't. Um, uh, the lady's a goofball, but apparently that carried over to her cutting weight, or not cutting weight in this case. Maybe the long flight to Hawaii, I don't, I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know. It's just unprofessional as hell. So yeah, she missed weight by a lot. I mean, I think by five pounds. Liz Carmouche decided, hey, I'm still going to defend my belt. If I lose, I want to lose the title. I don't know why she did that. That's, that doesn't seem like a smart yeah, idea. Yeah, that's not very smart. Yeah. So she did that, and it was going It was going rough. And then she was able to get the uh, the, the submission in the fourth round. Uh, let's see, on that night, Timothy Johnson. Yeah, yeah go ahead. If you have Had it been a three-round fight, she would have lost. She would have lost. Uh, Timothy Johnson won. Sarah McMahon defeated Arlene Blencow. Uh, Danny Sabatello back to winning, which is great. Um, but It's cool that Sarah McMahon kind of puts her name in there to, in the cyborg sweepstakes. Sure. I mean, if there is a cyborg sweepstakes. Um, then you've got... Uh, on the flip side, Bell Tortunate 5, Saturday night, oh. Patchy Mix. Patchy Mix defeats Rafion Stotts. What a K, what a knee right at the middle to just flatten, flatten Stotts. And you think about that, who he won, who he defeated to get there. Kyoji Horiguchi, Magomed Magomedov. That's the Magomed, that's the Magomedov that defeated Piotr Jan. And now Rafion Stotts to win the title. We know what's next for him is that he is going to fight the winner of Sergio Pettis versus uh, a Pitbull. That's coming up pretty soon, and, and that'll be fun. So that's going to be awesome. Man, you want to talk about a million-dollar knee? Yes. And leaving no doubt. I guess that, legitimately that is a million-dollar knee. You are correct. Yeah, that is how you finish a tournament and put your stamp on the division. That, I mean, I feel bad for uh, Rafion Stotts. But, man, Patchy Mix also... How can you just not like saying Patchy Mix? That's a fun. That's a fun name, but yeah. But even more fun is watching him and him facing against uh, the winner of Pitbull and Pettis. That is gonna be fire, dude. Yeah, 
I am impressed. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, and then you had Alima Lane McFarland versus Kana Watanabe. Uh, she won. You got Yancey Medeiros fighting Charlie Leary. Uh, it, it looks like uh, Liz Carmouche, we mentioned her, and uh, Alima Lane McFarland. That, that might be the next flyweight title. Yeah, and they're, they're kind of friends too, so that'll be interesting to see. But also, great matchup. Awesome. Uh, and then uh, Aaron Pico, my guy, got back Your on guy. track. James Gonzalez, he defeats him. Uh, you know, glad that his shoulder's doing okay. Remember, that's the one he where his shoulder went out of uh, out of socket against uh, Jamie Kennedy, yeah. uh, Jeremy Kennedy, not Jamie Kennedy from the Son of the Mask. <laughs> and uh, Aaron Pico, let's get him going. I'm excited to uh, to see what else he can do there. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, James Gonzalez was a late fill in, but Pico did what he was supposed to do against a late fill in. Yeah. Hey, how about Ray Borg? Right, Ray Borg. Uh, after like having bad weight cuts in the UFC, he comes in here, misses weight. He's cut by his management team. He's cut by Bellator. And then he just up and retires. Well, I mean, if you can't do the job, you should probably get a new job, right? Yeah, he is moving on. New job. And uh, so he is he is done. Uh, you know, best wishes in your future endeavors to Ray Borg. Do you think maybe there's some like home issues or any more complications with his kid or something like that? I don't know what it is, right? It's just like, I mean, he didn't know. even try to weigh in. So that means that's actually he was way off, right? Yeah, no, I mean he he was way off, and he was you know he was not going to make it, and so uh, tough, 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 tough go for uh, for Ray Borg there. Yeah, he's on that Deanna Bennett diet. There we go. I love it. All right, guys, that is Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. You got Bellator, you got UFC, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, HornFM.com. We will be right back. It's what's up with that? Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on what's up with that? 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 Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and HornFM.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. And unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, because I was busy, there was no SNL this past Saturday. Eddie, you were like having your own SNL. I was. Over and over, you just kept seeing people, you know. The actors, uh, the writers, all over the place. Um, But your hero, Jordan, is hosting SNL this coming weekend. Uh, Is it it, uh, Zach Wilson? Taysom Hill? No, Steve it is the guy, that looks like De- the guy that looks like Devin Walker, apparently. Pete Davidson. It's funny. He was, he, he was at Anson's and he said people keep telling him that he looks like Pete Davidson. I, I'm surprised upset. that He's Pete Davidson is hosting SNL. Like, like, who was not available that you had to go down to Pete Davidson, where the only thing I've seen for Pete Davidson, I think, is Taco Bell commercials. That's a great question, because I was wondering, what is he going to be there pushing to be hosting SNL? And they just had a hole in the uh, schedule. To fill, he's just pushing Taco Bell. He's like, "Hey guys, I'm like, hey, uh, eat some Taco Bell guy. in the morning." Yeah, let's get the guy that uh, we just uh, that just quit us and reward him. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah, so far, right. uh, musical guest Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Uzi, Lil Uzi Vert. Come on, get it right. Lil, no, oh, the listen, lingo. Listen, 
I'm going to be fast forwarding that as uh, no matter. So it doesn't matter. All right. Uh, yeah. Maybe your kid might be excited about that one, but I'm not. What I am excited about Jordan is UFC putting together a middleweight tournament. What's up with that? Yeah. So not on a fish. I don't want you. I don't want you to confuse the people, Eddie. They're not putting together a middleweight tournament, but it does kind of feel like it. Right. So on Friday and Saturday, Dana White took to social media uh, to announce a ton of fights. And uh, I have to say, the middleweight division really kind of, like was the centerpiece of this. Dana announced, uh, and we'll get to some other of the fights that, that he mentioned, uh, but Dana announced that number three, Marvin Vittori, is going to face number four, Jared Cannonier. I, I believe that's in, uh, that is on June 17th. He also announced that uh, number seven, Sean Strickland, is going to fight Abbas Magomedov. Uh, you may not know Abbas Magomedov. He actually lost in the PFL Championship uh, in 2018, at the at the middleweight division, that's going to be on July 1st. They're going to main event. He's only has one fight in the UFC. He defeated uh, Dustin Stoltzfus in 19 seconds via TKO. Uh, it sounds like he's had a bunch of canceled fights. Uh, I, I don't know. This guy's not ranked, uh, but it does sound like a lot of guys don't want to fight him. So, and he's a Magomedov. So, obviously, you know, with a name like that, people don't want to fight you. Uh, that's yeah. a main event. He announced. And Sean Strickland's crazy enough to say yes. Yes, he announced that Jack Hermanson. Uh, is going to fight Brendan Allen. That's a main event. Uh, I believe that's on June 3rd. And then he came back on Saturday morning and he said, uh, look, I, I got another fight working last night. And uh, he announced that number two, Robert Whitaker, is going to fight Drickus Duplessis, DDP, and not Diamond Dallas Page. And he said that the winner is going to get Israel Adesanya at the end, or not end of the year, but sometime later in the year. Uh, and so that's great, right? Because Israel Adesanya, he said, look, I want to see, you know, he really wanted DDP to do something. He wanted Drikas, uh to win another fight. You beat a guy like Robert Whitaker, who he is a big, he is a big underdog too right now. But if you beat a guy like Robert Whitaker, who's number two in the division and, and number one in the division is Alex Pajero, who's moving up. This is, you know, you can't really do much better than that. So uh, some good fights. Dana also announced that they are officially headed back to London on July 22nd for a fight night card. So, Is it weird that I'm kind of excited by the prospect of Whitaker uh, Adesanya 3? Yeah. I mean, Whitaker, I mean, you, look, you listened to him last week. He is determined to get that win back. So, Kind of thought he had it the, fir- the second time, yep. so we'll right. see how that goes. He definitely goes. didn't have it the first time, but maybe the second. No, he did not. Maybe, maybe this time he'll remember he knows how to wrestle. Who knows? All right, Jordan, UFC 288 has a new co-main. What's up with that? Yeah, so last week we talked about how Charles Oliveira had to pull out of his fight against Benil Dariush. That fight is now moved to the co-main event of UFC 289 just a month later in Vancouver. Uh, but the UFC went out to find a new co-main event. And, uh, you know, there's lots of fights that were camp- fighters that were campaigning for the opportunity to fight there. In the end, uh, we heard Gilbert Burns calling out really everybody, but he wanted Bilal Muhammad. And uh, Bilal wanted the fight at a catch weight. It sounds like they both wanted to fight Colby Covington at that fight card. Colby's like, uh, no, thank you. I will pass. I've already been guaranteed a title shot. Uh, I'm going to move on. But the UFC got it done. Uh, the co-main event is a five-round fight between number four, Bilal Muhammad, and number five, Gilbert Burns. And the winner, Eddie, let me, let me do this. The winner guarantee, is guaranteed an opportunity to be the backup fighter when Colby and Leon fight <laughs> later this year. So that's that's pretty exciting. I gotta say, uh, but what, after Colby loses Leon Edwards, and then Dana just for some reason decides to give him an immediate rematch, you know, then do they uh, 
Or the backup for that, too? Well, that's when they bring in Nick Diaz back into the UFC so he can uh, continue on from his uh, oh. almost fifth-round knockdown he had. Good call. Uh, that's a great segue there, Jordan, because speaking of Nate Diaz, he was out here in New Orleans cleaning up the streets. What's up with that? Yeah, so so Logan, I mean, so Nate Diaz, he was in New Orleans, and uh, we talked about his boy Chris Avila fighting last week. He is in uh-huh. there um, throwing out Chris Avila. Yeah. yeah, he was. Uh, he's out there throwing bottles at people. He ended up throwing a bottle at uh, a guy. It was some some reality. Yeah, some reality guy or something. Uh, I don't know. Chaz something. I don't know. Some Chaz guy who Moore. got disqualified earlier in yes. the Misfits boxing. Chaz Demore. So he throws a bottle at Chaz Demore. And then outside, he fights this Logan Paul lookalike. And uh, this Logan Paul lookalike, his name is, uh, what is it? Is it Rodney Peterson? And he was bloody. Yeah. I mean, he got knocked down. He got choked out. And, and uh, he was bleeding on the back of his head. But, you know, he was up talking trash on social media. Uh, it's interesting. This is fun until Monday night. New Orleans police issued a warrant and uh, charged Nate Diaz with uh, suspicion of second-degree battery. So, uh, Eddie, that's what happens when you, when you mess around. You play stupid games. Guess what, Eddie? Guess what you win? Stupid prizes? You win stupid prizes. That's correct. Did they say suspicion, suspicion. of second-degree hey, battery? They don't know. They don't know yet. Only on video. That's the only thing we've seen it so far. Oh, well, you know what? Maybe they're not sure of the degree. Maybe it was self-defense. I don't know. Maybe it's third-degree. Maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe they'll find better videos. But um, also, people, don't try to fight MMA fighters in the street. Yeah. You're going to get work. Just because you're a lookalike doesn't mean that you can fight like Logan Paul. Yeah. And Logan Paul doesn't fight like Logan Paul. True. Yeah. Um, All right, Jordan. (laughs) On a lighter note, former UFC heavyweight champ Tim Sylvia is wearing gold again. What's up with that? Yeah. So Tim Sylvia... Out here, he won his Slap Fight debut over the weekend at Slap Fight Championship 25 in Oklahoma. The maniac, because he's from Maine, get it? Uh, oh, now, right. he's 47 years old. He's been out of fighting for almost a decade. Uh, he had dropped his opponent twice to become the new Slap Fight champion, heavyweight champion. Uh, Sylvia was announced to weigh 375 pounds. And uh, he went up against a guy who was just named the bouncer. And uh, so he, uh, he didn't bounce. <laughs> he just dropped. And uh, and so kind of crazy. Yeah, I heard that um, was it Mark Coleman was the guy that was out there catching bodies. Uh, a slap fight. Nice. So you have the col- get- you have the catcher and the bouncer. Yeah, yeah. Mark Coleman gets around, dude. More on that later. All right, but real quick, big country Roy Nelson is making a comeback, and I'm rubbing my belly as I say it. What's up with that? Yeah, Roy Nelson, who hasn't competed since losing a unanimous decision uh, to Valentin Moldovsky back at Bellator 244 in August 2020, he is coming back, but he's not coming to MMA. He's coming back to bare knuckle. Uh, I guess it's bare knuckle MMA, uh, but this is game bred bare knuckle five uh, happening this uh, this is May 5th, I think it is. So it's not this week, but the next week at the Florida Live Arena in Sunrise, Florida. So this is Jorge Masvidal's event, and he's fighting uh, Dylan Kleckler in the main event. So Wait, have there already been four uh, maybe Red not. Bare Knuckles? Maybe, maybe it was that. Maybe, maybe May 5th is what got me confused. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe, five, it's just, maybe it's just Game Bread Bare Knuckles. So that's what's happening. So Game Bread, he's got MMA. He's got boxing. He's got Bare Knuckle. He's got a Dude, whole Game is... Bread, like, like, you know, little umbrella. Like universe. Yeah. It's turning into one championship. If he can, instead of separating these things, put them all on the same card, I got to say I'd be into it. You know, one does it. Uh, they do it all the time. Um, but uh, I'm going to judge you on the belts, Jorge. going to judge you on your belts. 
Jordan, hit us with some new fights. Before I get to the new fights, Eddie, I do want to just mention one piece of news that came out on Monday. Max Holloway was on the MMA Hour, and uh, and Ariel asked him about moving up to lightweight. And Max said 100%. That's going to be in his future. He is planning on moving up to lightweight uh, when the time is right. And obviously, we have to find out what happens at UFC 290. Yair Rodriguez versus Alexander Volkanovsky. You've got to imagine that if Volk wins, he's not getting that fourth shot at him. And if Yair wins, well, Max has a win over that. So uh, that's going to be the case. We're going to have to see and wait at least until July to find out what happens with Max. The other thing is, is that he still wants to fight Korean Zombie. So if you remember that after the last fight, uh, he said, hey, you know, Korean Zombie is is an OG. He's someone I would like to fight. Uh, Zombie came back kind of back and forth. They said, hey, it would be an honor. He would like to fight him as well. And obviously, you know, he's going to want to do that sooner than later, if he can, whenever whenever Zombie's ready, whenever Max is ready. Uh, but we'll see. We're, we'll see what happens. But Max Holloway, uh, you know, I, I would got to think that, you know, with Volk winning, a lightweight move is going to be sooner rather than later. But we'll see what happens there. So, all right, Eddie, let's get back into the fights. So we mentioned Gilbert Burns versus Bilal Muhammad. We got Irene Aldana versus Raquel Pennington. That fight finally is announced. Uh, May 20th, Nick Fiore Title versus eliminator. Chase Hooper. Joaquin Buckley versus Andre Fialo. I like that. Emily Ducate versus Pauliana Viana. June 3rd, we mentioned Jack Hermanson versus Brendan Allen. We also got Alex Caceres versus Daniel Pineda. Ludovic Klein versus Jim Miller. Uh, June 10th, UFC 289. Chris Curtis versus Nasruddin Imavov. You got Chris Dacus versus Khalil Roundtree. We mentioned Benil versus Charles Oliveira. June 17th, Modestus Bukaskis versus Zach Paga. Uh, Jared Kennedy versus Martin Vittori. And then July 1st, we mentioned Abbas Magomedov versus Sean Strickland. But then, International Fight Week, Eddie. We got Triggers to Pluses versus Robert Whitaker. We added Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price. We added Dan Hooker versus Jalen Turner. And then today, Sean Brady with his lone loss to Bilal Muhammad. He's fighting Jack Della Maddalena. Don Giacomo that's a, that's a good coming back. That's a great fight. Eddie, that's new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here. Eddie, right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And if you're in the Austin area, guys, join the Horn as we take over Central Texas, all Plucker locations, Thursday for our annual NFL Draft Day party. Uh, for some reason, Eddie, I don't know. I don't see us on the list. I'm not sure which Pluckers. I think we're the Pluckers in... Uh, in Jonestown at my house. Okay, like just making sure we're actually watching it at my house on the couch, so that's nice. Yeah, uh, I'll be at the Pluckers at my friend Scott's house. Okay, perfect. All right, so Ball Don't Lie with Rod Babers and Mike Harge. We'll kick it off with a live broadcast from Pluckers at the link from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Then the party spiders out to Pluckers locations all around the Austin area. Pluckers and the Horn host will sign up guests to act as, as the commissioner for each of the teams drafting in the first round. If the commissioner chooses the same player the team drafts, every one of Pluckers will be eligible for an incredible special. But act fast, because as soon as the next team selects their player, 
The special ends. Nice. So specials on your favorite food and drinks are all night long. Best of y'all, uh, best of all, you'll be watching the most talked about college football players get drafted by your favorite NFL teams. The fun begins at 6.30, Eddie, and continues until the end of the first round. Uh, Eddie, who, who are the Bears taking? We got to go quick, but who are the Bears taking? Uh, for my money, it would be Paris Johnson, offensive tackle, Ohio State. All right, there you go. Uh, I would to Protect Pluckers. Justin Fields at all costs. There we, we have to. Uh, Eddie, BKFC this Saturday night, Denver. This oh. is wild. I mean, there's nothing oh. real else to say. Light heavyweight main event, Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold. Rockhold got out of his, his contract. He's fighting in bare knuckle. Uh, I, I don't love this fight for Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold is great. He's a former UFC welterweight champion. Uh, but he, he, he is a, he, you know, he strikes with his, with his feet. He kicks. Uh, he has kicks from everywhere. His grappling is very good. Uh, I've never said, you know who's a great boxer? Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold's great. I've never, I've never said that. No, 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 no. You know who gets into it? Mike Perry, who defeated. Who, who did he defeat last time? MVP. MVP. Michael Venom Page. And I think Michael Venom Page has better boxing than Luke Rockhold. I yeah, don't love this. Striker. I don't love this fight for, for Luke Rockhold here. Dude, Luke Rockhold is going to get his face rearranged. I'm sorry. I don't know why he picked bare knuckle. We said the same thing about Page. When you're a moneymaker, when you're a model, it doesn't make sense. They must have paid a lot of money. They must have paid him a lot of money. Yeah. Because this is like Mike Perry's world, dude. And yeah. Luke Rockhold is his normal overconfident self. And if you've never fought bare knuckle, you're not used to it. It takes a fight or two to, to realize exactly how you got to punch and what. Yeah, you don't want to break those hands. Yeah. He, I get the feeling Luke Rockhold's going to get worked. Yeah. Hey, we mentioned Chad Mendez earlier. He is fighting Eddie Alvarez. Man, oh I love God. this fight, too. Eddie, Eddie Alvarez making his BKFC debut. Chad Mendez already 1 0 in BKFC. Uh, this is going to be exciting. This is a lightweight fight. I I love that fight. This this might actually make me want to buy BKFC. You got Christine Ferreira uh, fighting Beck Rawlings. Actually, probably that's going to be bloody. It's Ferreira. She's not Brazilian. So, and then you got Ben Rothwell fighting Josh Watson. So someone's going to sleep. That's going to be awesome. Then you got UFC happening. uh, Fight night two twenty three. We mentioned it last week. Song Yadong. Uh, fighting Ricky Simone on this fight card. You got Kai Borallo. He's that kind of the fight nerd. Uh, my, my versus Michael Olajuwon. Michael Olajuwon. I didn't say that right, but that's okay. Sure. Okay. Rodolfo Vieira versus uh, Cody Brundage. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I like. Uh, Emily Dakota versus oh, yeah. Pollyanna. Dakota. Yeah. Dakota, yeah. Uh, that's a fun fight too. Jordan Newsom Patrus, versus Brian Kelleher. That's crazy. That fight is Rory so far down Lima, on so. the uh, on the prelims. So. This is, uh, I mean, it's, it's not the greatest of fight cards, and uh, I'm, I'm sure this is happening at the Apex. Uh, but, you know, we also have Eddie, we also have MMA right you here know, in Austin, Texas. Yeah, seriously, I don't want to crap on the UFC card and the fighters because they are professional warriors. This is a crap card. If you told me it was LFA, I wouldn't be that shocked. But you'd be better off going down to South Austin Sunday to the Coliseum to see Melee Fighting 3 in person. It's going to have two title fights plus... I told you Mark Coleman gets around. He'll be the special guest commentator on their pay-per-view broadcast. And the recently retired Ed Shortfuse Herman will also be in attendance. That's right. So go see some live MMA right here in town instead of watching uh, Dana White just put on random stuff that he knows that they're just going to get paid for and he doesn't care if you watch it all. Sure. But then we come back with boxing, not this week, but next week, Eddie. It's, oh, it's uh, Canelo six, time. It's Cinco de Mayo weekend. You got Canelo Alvarez versus John Ryder. That will be fun uh, on May it's 20th. Be in Mexico. Too, May's yeah. a great month for boxing. It is. Yeah, you're going to have Devin Haney versus Lomachenko for the undisputed uh, lightweight title. That's huge. Oh, and the other grandson of the greatest, 
Nicole Ali, Nico Ali Watson. He's fighting the dreaded TBA. That he is tough. Yeah, he yeah. is really good we'll these see days. Who that is. Yeah. So and no, then you got uh, Katie Taylor. Don't be surprised. Katie Taylor gonna gonna fight in uh, in Dublin, which would be awesome. So yeah, defending her uh, undisputed junior welterweight title. That's that. also later in May. Nice. All right. Well, stay tuned. Sports guys talking wrestling. Uh, Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons coming up next. We yeah, are I think proud. there's backlash this weekend. I think it's getting close. I think it's actually the following week is May 6th as well. Uh, we are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends, like and subscribe. Follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Have a great night, and we will see you next week. Keep safe, be nice to each other, stay positive, and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.